0: Welcome to the Inclusive School Spotlight podcast series brought to you by the Educating All Learners Alliance and the Center for Learner Equity. The Inclusive School Spotlight series highlights schools that are using innovative and promising practices to improve learning opportunities and outcomes for students with disabilities. I'm your host, Cashay Owens, and today we highlight Tapestry Public Charter School located in Atlanta, Georgia. Tapestry was founded eight years ago by parents of kids on the autism spectrum and enrolls about 300 students in grades 6 through 12. 50% of those are students with disabilities. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Matthew Tyson to talk about Tapestry's culture of inclusion and use of technology to better educate students with disabilities. Dr. Tyson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to uh, learn more about Tapestry. Um, So let's just paint the picture for folks. Imagine I am a prospective parent, curious to learn more about your school. Um, Paint a picture. What makes it such a great place to learn?
1: Sure. Um, Tapestry offers an inclusive environment, an authentically inclusive environment, which is very difficult to find nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, We believe that we are the only middle and high school that offers what we offer. which is an environment where students with special needs and their neurotypical peers learn side by side um, in an inclusive environment. They are taught. We have all of our classes are taught by a special education teacher and a content teacher. We don't kind of segregate out our kids based on if I'm struggling with a concept and you're struggling with a concept and I have an individualized education plan and you don't, Um, we can learn the same thing together. We don't have to learn in separate rooms simply because I have a special need and you don't. So we were formed um, years and years ago by parents of students on the autism spectrum who felt like they wanted their children to have access to a more inclusive environment than the county was currently able to offer. So um, they looked around, they looked at other schools. We found that there was not one that was really doing what we are learning as we go along of how to best support a truly inclusive environment. We, we just got recently a five-year renewal um, from the state and the county. which Congratulations. Is Thank you. <laughs> that's the that's the most years that you can get. So we're really excited about that. We just made it through accreditation. Um and we just got STEM certified as well. And our school now, um, our growth has surpassed that in terms of student academic growth, has surpassed that of the county, um, even through the pandemic. So that's been really exciting for us as well. Um, one of the pivotal features that we have is we're a small school. We believe that's part of our success. Mm. Um, we only have about 40 kids per grade level and about 20 ish kids per classroom. And so that's 20 ish classroom with a special ed teacher and a content teacher there to help out. Um, we feel that we have a family-type environment. Um, we have most of our students from 6th grade through 12th grade, so you really get to know a lot about students when you have them for that long of a time, and we, we spend our first year or so discovering what those children need and then giving them everything that they need and, and just carrying it through and revising it as they matriculate through the school. Um, Our big three things, are are, our three core things are um, inclusive, individualized, and innovative. Inclusive meaning that our entire model is to serve 50% neurotypical students and 50% needs primarily autism. Um, Our innovative model, we are a technology-based school and we believe in being at the forefront of education as it moves forward. And with education changing so rapidly today, our status as a charter school enables us to quickly adapt and make decisions that are what's best for our school community, other than waiting to hear things from on high from the um, district right. but with their 10,000 or so students that may not be the needs of our kids specifically. Um, we are a public charter school located in DeKalb County, Georgia, which means that any student who enrolls in DeKalb County can enter the lottery um, to enter Tapestry. So it's a completely random ladder- lottery. Um, everybody puts in their name, you get a number, and then it spits out numbers, and the first people to get called get accepted to tapestry. The saddest day of each year for us is the day of our lottery, because that's the day when we realize which children get in, which is very exciting. But it's also the day when we realize which children didn't get in. Um, and and we typically have hundreds of parents who are just sad because they wanted so badly to be a part of an inclusive environment. They felt the tapestry was a place that their child would thrive and they weren't able to get in. We have parents that we hear from sometimes who have been trying to get in for years and years, and then they do. And they're so, so happy to have gotten that opportunity. So that's a tough day for us. And it's because we have to, ensure that our size remains small. That's one of the things that makes us who we are. And that's one of the reasons why replication is so important, because we want to be able to provide these opportunities to children across the nation who deserve to be in an authentically inclusive environment that actually values their needs and abilities. We currently have, I think, around 300 people on the wait list, as well as the 300 people that were set up for starting next year. So the community has responded really positively. People want to go here, and that's a really neat place to be. Um, As far as innovative things go, we've had one-to-one technology in place since the institution of the school. Um, We like to do lots of hands-on project-based learning as well, but we do a lot of things with our technology also. Um, We found that utilizing a lot of artificial intelligence driven um, platforms and programs can enable us to offer a more authentic um, individualized learning experience to our students. Also, visualization is another one of the core tenets of tapestry. And that's the the belief that no two students learn exactly alike. There's a lot of different types of learners. There's a lot of different types of um, how children perform in the classroom. Um, how best can they show what they know. So by being individualized, we're able to really get down to the nuts and bolts of what this child knows, how they learn best, how they can show you what they know the best so that we're able to have a pathway through school that makes sense for every child, where we are accelerating and remediating as needed based on the skill set that each individual student um, displays when they reach.
0: Wow, it really sounds like a a 21st century school. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So you talked a bit about um, sort of the core tenet of inclusion woven all throughout the tapestry, Um, no pun intended there. Um, Can you talk a bit about um, sort of what is an inclusive classroom look like at tapestry? And and on the flip side, what are maybe some obstacles that you encounter with this model?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We found that I'll start with the obstacle part. I came from um, uh, uh, public education as well. And there's a lot of things when you jump from public to public charter that you um, kind of take for granted. So we don't have all of the um, access to all of the different things that the county has in terms of um how we do things at the county level they have their own hr they have their own finance department they have their own and and for a charter we don't we don't have any of that so there's a lot of finding things out on our own of what makes sense for the school so that that's an obstacle as well as um finding teachers that can succeed with this model because not every teacher can it's not Mm. a professional model if you're comfortable standing at the front of the classroom lecturing the students. Um, we might not be the best fit for you in terms of a school. We believe in hands-on activities, student-centered work, and and things that really get the kids involved with the material. So we found that a lot of times people who um, don't have a lot of teaching experience do well because there's less um, unlearning of practices that maybe aren't the best anymore. Finding people who understand that every kid is unique and that – Just because this child gets this support, it's not unfair. It's what equity is. Um, Every child may need different support in order to succeed. And our job is to find what they are and to put them in place so that our kids can succeed.
0: So you talked a bit about how technology is really central to Tapestry. Um, Can you maybe share some ways that Tapestry utilizes technology? Uh, Maybe you even have a favorite success story of a student engaging um, with one of the various platforms. Absolutely. Um, I
1: recently was published in the Journal of Educational Administration. Um, I wrote an article on, on a study that I did on how educational leaders are utilizing artificial intelligence in their schools. A lot of ways that they it, it can be used, I'm talking about adaptive programs specifically, um, that enable our students to move forward at their own pace without having a teacher directly next to them um, looking over their shoulder. We use a mathematics program and an uh, English language arts program that are both adaptive. So that means a student can log into them at any point, um, the ELA one or the math one, and it will kind of, um, it'll jump them up to wherever their level is the last time they let off the program. If I was working on fractions, the next time I get on the program, it's going to give me fractions. Even if the person next to me is not at that level or they've surpassed that level, it's going to give me exactly what I need next. It's going to give me a couple of um, problems. I will work through them. It'll give me feedback. And then once it believes that I'm ready to move on, it'll assess me. It'll move me on to the next topic. But it will remember to go back periodically to ensure that I'm retaining that knowledge. Um, And then that has been really pivotal in terms of being able to really get a feel for what your children need, Um, because a lot of our kids have splinter skills. So they have... They may be in eighth grade, but they're missing a concept from fourth grade or from sixth grade or from somewhere along the line. And as a human math teacher, it's impossible to keep in your head your 40 kids per grade level, everything that they've mastered or not mastered through their entire mathematical careers. Whereas this program knows and not only does it know, but it can go back, it can assess, it can help shore up the deficit areas by jumping back and giving the child stuff they may have missed years earlier. And it can help push them forward so that they may surpass that level um, of eighth grade math and move on to what they're ready at. Um, and then that's been useful, too, because a lot of our kids are successful at one point, but maybe they're not as comfortable in the other one. So this can enable a child to really fly forward as far as they can go in math. But and, conversely, in the ELA program, maybe they need a little extra work um, remediating concepts from the previous year, and it will give them that. So this is just one we find that having these tools um, of adaptive programming driven by AI means that we can um, offer a educational experience for our kids it's more individualized it's almost um, we believe that it's best as a tool but not to become overly reliant on it so as a tool in a teacher's toolbox um, it can help to allow for more small group activities because really that's what we want we want one-to-one, learning with teachers, and we want small group activities where it's not, we we have very little whole group instruction here. We don't believe that's super effective, Um, but small groups can work in a variety of different ways where you have um, one group working with a co-teacher, another group working with a content teacher, and another group working on adaptive programming. So using it as a way to kind of set up your instruction so that it's not everything that the children are doing all day, but it's one thing that they could be working on while other children get different types of learning that helps to max out the individualization that we're able to offer. Um, and that that's kind of the sweet spot that we feel, where we shouldn't walk in and see everybody on computers for the entire class period. But as an essential element of instruction, we feel that it really helps our kids, particularly given that the um, skill sets that employers are looking for are changing so rapidly nowadays. We want to ensure that our kids have those 21st century skills that are going to get them a job and going to get them into college when they graduate from tapestry. Our graduation rate was 100% last year. And we're really, really proud of that, particularly given that we have that proportion of students with disabilities um, and their graduation outcomes are not always the best, but we were able to Given our small size and given our care and attention, we worked hard with our children to ensure that they all got everything that they needed, so that they're able to graduate, head off to college, head off to career, and have a a meaningful life that makes sense to them that utilizes their skills and abilities. It can also help with additional um, learning too. I didn't mention that, but we have all of our students have access to our adaptive program throughout the summer too. So the teacher, the parents of the kids know how to log them on. So to stop, help prevent learning loss, um, our students can be logging on throughout the summer, working on their language skills, working on their reading skills, working on their mathematics skills, so that they can come back with less of a um, drop off in their learning. Uh, We also have them available over breaks and over So by treating the parents and guardians as true partners in education, they're able to provide their students with more work as well that's on the level of the students in times when school may not be in session. And that's been really helpful as well. And we believe that's part of why our growth of our students has surpassed that of the county um, in recent years because there's no drop off for our students. We're always pushing them to succeed. We're always pushing them to go further. um, And and that's been really helpful. We we found a program right before the pandemic called um, Sown to Grow. We really liked this program um, because it offers social emotional support to students. So we use this program, which is also driven by AI technology. Um, we use this program to have students check in weekly or bi weekly about how they're doing. Um, it prompts them to say, How are you feeling today? They rank it. Um, and it says, Why are you feeling that way? Questions like that. The kid may say, I'm sad because my grandparent has COVID or something along those lines. Then their responses get fed up to their um, mentor teacher. And so each mentor teacher has about 10 kids on their caseload. Um, they are responsible for responding to that child. And there's a, there's a way to easily um, send any comment that the child makes to the counselors as well or to our mental health services. So we're able to um, push things up to that level when we need to, um, to ensure that our students feel comfortable in their school environment from an administrative standpoint, I am able to click a button and see how the entire school is doing social emotionally. I can see who the happiest kid on each grade level is, who the saddest kid is that week, um, so that I can tell our student support team, hey, we need to reach out to this child, we need to speak to this child, so that we can ensure that they're on our radar, so that we can help them get back to where they need to be as soon as possible. So that's been really key. It would have always been pivotal, but Getting it at the time that we did when we were going through the pandemic um, was really useful
0: for us. As as someone who's a parent to a child with um, both splinter skills and some social emotional needs, it sounds like um, he he may be somebody who would love this kind of technology use. So I can really appreciate that. So we have heard about some really innovative practices happening at Tapestry from a wraparound inclusive model um, for all students to really cutting edge technology being used. So some school administrators out there may be listening, thinking, wow, I really would love to implement this at my school. What advice would you have for for those folks?
1: Um, I would say reach out to Tapestry. We we (laughs) speak about... um, why we feel inclusive environments are necessary and also how to implement them. So um, we do a lot of work with other schools as well, showing them kind of here's why we exist. Um, Here is what we do. Here's what we do that we feel um, improves educational model for everyone. And our goal um, as a school is to replicate. Our goal is to create other tapestries nearby and across the nation to hopefully be able to offer authentically inclusive environments to as many kids as we possibly can. Um, authentically inclusive to me um, personally means that there's no option to not be inclusive. So a lot of schools may have an inclusive class or two, but the bulk of the school is children with disabilities and one set of classes with neurotypical children, and another set of classes here at tapestry. We don't have that option. All of our school, all of our classes are, um, co-taught so there's no opportunity for i'm i'm neurotypical i should have my own set of class that doesn't exist here um if you go to tapestry you are in a co-taught class because that's what we offer um so you are with your peers who have special needs um throughout the day throughout all of your classes rather than maybe you have pe in some schools with with children with special needs but that's the only time when there's that interaction here You are with all of your peers all day. Um, We value that. We think that we learn a lot from each other. And we think that that helps foster better students is to be in an environment that's actually inclusive where they're around their peers and they're learning from them just as their peers are learning from them. Um, That, I think, is the core of what it means to be authentically inclusive. Uh, Hopefully, by um, forming more tapestries, we'll be able to better meet this need um, and, and, and change education as a whole. Uh, education should be more inclusive. There's no reason why we should still be segregating kids in corners of the hallway because they don't learn the same way that every other child does. There's ways to fix this, and that's what we are trying to do as a school.
0: Sure, and so if folks want to learn more or reach out to Tapestry, where should we direct them?
1: Um, you can check out our website. It's a good place to start, tapestrycharter.org. Um, And you can find all of our um, basic information in there, as well as upcoming events and meetings and that type of thing as well.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Tyson. Uh, Thank you all out there for listening to the Inclusive School Spotlight Series. This podcast, again, is brought to you by the Educating All Learners Alliance and the Center for Learner Equity. For more resources and practical approaches that educators can use to enhance opportunities and outcomes for students with disabilities, check out the Educating All Learners Alliance resource library by visiting educatingalllearners.org and clicking the resources tab. To learn more about the work of the Center for Learner Equity, check out centerforlearnerequity.org. Thank you again, Dr. Tyson, for joining us. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, please feel free to check out our uh, additional episodes in this series. Thank you so much.